Hello, welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 3, Episode 121 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our study of the April 26th to the May the 2nd uh, week of the Come Follow Me materials, covering Doctrine and Covenants 45, The Promises Shall Be Fulfilled. And today we're going to look at a couple of sections within the Come Follow Me manual uh, personal scripture study sections today. Uh, Jesus Christ is our advocate with the Father, and also the gospel is a standard to the nations. So really the first 10 or so verses of this section today. I know if if we keep going at that rate uh, through this section, we're not going to get through it all. But um, there are certain bits I want to focus on. So we'll see what we can get through. Um, In verse 3, we have what I think personally is one of my favourite names we give the Saviour in this section. Um, It says, listen to him who is the advocate with the Father who is pleading your cause before him. I'm hoping to get like a, an image of the saviour advocating for someone as one of as the picture to go with this episode because it is such a beautiful image that we have that you know without Christ we we wouldn't be able to stand before before God you know without him no matter what we do you know we would not be able to achieve what the Lord wants us to. Um, And it's because of Jesus Christ we are able to be cleansed and sanctified and stand before our Heavenly Father, even to be judged. I mean, never mind being able to receive celestial glory and be exalted, but, you know, we wouldn't even be able to stand before God to be judged if it wasn't for our Saviour. And I think that we need to understand the word judge a little differently as well. We often think of our Heavenly Father being, you know, the judge and jury and our Saviour kind of being our defence witness and this kind of thing. But that's not what it's like at all. Our understanding of judging uh, as as as, mort- as mortal beings is probably a bit flawed. Um, rather than being a, rather than passing sentence on us, our heavenly Father and our Savior wants to be able to provide us with the very best that we are able to have. Um, and I think that that is the way we need to see judging, uh, or you know, the the judgments, the final judgments. Is an opportunity for us to receive the greatest blessings possible for us, uh, according to our diligence and faithfulness to the gospel. And of course, you know, with our Saviour's mercy and grace making up the rest. Um, it is such a great blessing to know that every single person will receive an element, a, a degree of glory. Uh, and I think that, you know, we use those that phrase not with the full understanding at times, you know, we sometimes think of the celestial glory as, you know, a, a lesser, not good enough uh, glory that we that we don't want. Whereas realistically, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, as we get to Doctrine and Covenant 76, the celestial glory is far beyond anything we can comprehend as a blessing. Uh, and so it is a wonderful gift that our Saviour has given us. Uh, but of course, you know, it's only because he advocates for us and because our Heavenly Father wants him to advocate for us. It's not like, and we've spoken about this before, it's not like our Heavenly Father is a, you know, just demanding God that, you know, will only accept our sacrifices because the Saviour's done it for us. You know, he, our Heavenly Father, wanted this to happen. In fact, it was his plan that we would have a Saviour. Um, and it was, you know, he, he loves us so much to to offer that. And that's what we read in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Um, it is truly just a great blessing that we have 
um, this opportunity to receive an advocate, someone who has, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say will, you know, do everything he can for us. He has done everything he can for us. Um, he is pleading our case, uh, which is, you know, something which is a beautiful um, thought as well, that our Saviour will plead for us, uh, which is uh, I'm so grateful for. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one of the, my favourite things right from the beginning of this section, is that phrase. Um, I mean, yeah, in verse 5, you know, it talks about what the Saviour, 4 and 5, it'll say that it says the things that the Saviour will say to the Father. Behold the sufferings and death of him who did no sin, in whom thou wast well pleased. Behold the blood of thy son which was shed, the blood of him whom thou gavest, that thyself might be glorified. Wherefore, Father, spare these my brethren that believe on my name, that they, have, that they may come unto me and have everlasting life. I just, I, I'm so grateful. And do we trust in the Saviour? Do we trust that he will say those things for us? Do we trust that he will do all within his power? And he has great power uh, to, to plead our cause before the Father and, and help us receive that which we are able to be blessed with. Uh, the other part of the beginning verses of this section I wanted to cover uh, was about the gospel being a standard. A standard uh, was is described in the Conformity Manual where it says, quote, Anciently, a standard was a banner or flag carried into battle. It rallied and unified soldiers and helped them to know where to gather and what to do. A standard is also an example or rule that other things can be measured against. As you read Doctrine and Covenants section 45 verses 9 to 10, ponder how gospel covenants have been a standard for you. How would your life be different if you did not have these covenants? Close quote. Um, yes, yeah, so the Saviour talks about how um, the gospel is a standard to the world, a light to the world. In verse 9, it says, even so, uh, since mine everlasting covenant to the world, to be a light to the people and to be a standard for my people and for the Gentiles to seek it and to be a messenger before my face to prepare the way before me. Uh, this is the great uh, blessing that we have to know again that the church, the gospel, uh, is a standard um, and it is to bring people unto, the, unto Christ. Uh, Marion G. Romney uh, said this, quote, this church is the standard which Isaiah said the Lord would set up for the people in the latter days. This church was given to be a light to the world and to be a standard for the God's people and for the Gentiles to seek to. This church is the ensign on the mountain spoken of by the Old Testament prophets. It is the way, the truth and the life. Close quote. Uh, there's an interesting point made on the Interpreter radio podcast uh, where they do a roundtable discussion of the Come Follow Me materials. I believe it was on that podcast. I listened to quite a few, uh, but they talk. They talk. Were talking about kind of the 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 rollout of the gospel to the world and how you know it begun very rapidly uh, among the Gentiles among the American continent, particularly North America. Uh, throughout Europe, in particular, was a very big hotspot for the church in the earlier days. But now it's interesting that we have kind of a shift uh, in these days where. You know, particularly in Europe, there's not as many converts being baptized as previously, or especially compared with the converts that are being baptized in Africa and, and South America. Um, and it's interesting how over the history of the church, the the gospel has been accepted and 
and received more openly in certain parts of the world at different times. And one can't help but wonder, you know, if that is the prophecies that we're going to see about the second coming being beginning to be fulfilled, that the Gentiles have received the gospel, but the now that perhaps they aren't receiving it so much and the tribes of Israel are, are being gathered in more now. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure, but it, it is just interesting to consider just what the fluctuations of the reception of the gospel into the certain countries has changed and developed over time. And some would argue, well, that's just, you know, naturally how it's worked. You know, that's just society. But of course, you know, we, we, we learn that the Lord works through all these ways. And I just wonder if it's worth considering just how um, the reception of the gospel in certain parts of the world is in reference and in answer and an example of prophecies starting to be fulfilled that lead toward the second coming of our Saviour. And of course, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about the second coming of our Saviour over the next few days, so I'd get set and ready for that. Um, but yeah, it's just something to think about. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this study today. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. So please do continue to follow the podcast on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that and anything else you've been studying. You can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you have any feedback or comments or thoughts. And thank you very much for your time. Until we meet again.